Caroline Dowd Higgins. Thank you for listening to Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena. Now, I know that you spend a significant portion of your life at work, so I'm on a mission to provide you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And I am delighted to welcome my very special guest to the show today, Carlotta Zimmerman. Carlotta, welcome. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm so excited to be on the show today. I am too. Now I have to share with our audience that Carlotta and I go way back. I'm going to share mm. her bio with you, but she is a dear friend and colleague from a different part in both of our professional lives. So it's <laughs> lovely to reunite on the show and she has got some great wisdom to share. But let me tell you about her, the creativity yenta, and she has trademarked that. Carlotta Zimmerman is a forensic coach helping men and women around the world understand themselves so as to understand and thus bring to life their deepest potential and ambitions. Now, before launching her business, CarlottaWorldwide.com, in 2008, Carlotta was a playwright and a network news writer and producer. She knows firsthand the risks and rewards inherent to identifying and achieving one truest path. She helps her clients use the tools they currently have to create the opportunities they need. Carlotta, this is music to my ears because <laughs> as a coach, she practices empowerment in many different types of people from millennials to senior citizens, from actors to hedge fund managers to Obama White House staffers to TV anchors and poets. So Carlotta, welcome. We're going to un unpack your bio even more as we go. <laughs> along, but I'd love for you to tell a deeper story about how this really happened. How did you parlay all of these incredible things? Because you also have a law degree, which you earned from Indiana University Maurer School of Law, which is where we have a connection. How did you parlay all of these incredible life and academic experiences into your coaching practice? That's an excellent question, Caroline. Well, I, um, as you saw in my bio, I was a, originally a playwright. And if you want to even go further back, when I graduated Wellesley, I was a history major. And I was always the person who I sort of had like an innate ability to network. I started working in network news in Russia. I just fell into that job. That led me to TV news uh, in D.C. and eventually in New York. And I can honestly remember the day back in, I think it was 99, when I started thinking like, I wonder if I could one day have a business mm. coaching and, you know, but I was all of what, 26, 27. And so I was excited by that idea, but I was genuinely like, I'm a history major. <laughs> I know less than nothing about a business. And I was doing very well in TV news. And I just thought like, well, I'm making money. I guess this is kind of safer. What would I know about a business? Blah, blah, blah. So I kept making these excuses. And I, I guess the reason I was thinking about coaching was I was always the person besides my own networking. People would come to me and say, I'm having issues with my boss. Can you kind of give me a script? Or if I wanted to change careers, what would your advice be? And I was so naive that I kind of thought, well, my friends are just asking me to be nice everyone can write a resume. <laughs> right? And we know Famous. that's not the truth, right? <laughs> right. Now, the more that I coach, I'm like, oh my Lord, when I have clients who can send me a one page concise resume, I'm like, you're a unicorn. Yes. We have to protect you. Yes. But 
so I kept making these excuses. I got very burnt out in network news. By the end, I was working overnight uh, for a very big network here in the U.S., and I was just exhausted. More excuses. I decided to go to law school. And I guess eventually in about 2008, I had graduated law school. I had tremendous debt. And I was somebody who I had always, I'd been very lucky in my teens and 20s, and success had come so easily. And now to be 35, and I, I genuinely did not recognize my life. Isn't that amazing? Uh, it, was, it was a really horrendous period where I yeah. just felt, you know, I'm 35, and I felt that my best years were just, were gone. Mm. And, you know, this sounds like a pity party, and I fi- personally find pity parties tedious. And I really thought to myself, okay, well, you can either keep whining or I guess, you know, my back is to the wall and the wall is going to crumble before my back does. And so I, I had some savings. I was very frugal and I basically started coaching friends. I started a website. Now I have CarlottaWorldwide.com. At that point, I had a blog post and I would literally blog maybe two or three times a week, and perhaps three people on the planet, very old, dear friends, knew about it. And so I would blog, and they would get on the, there and immediately be like, we love it. And, <laughs> I always and that was that a I tough was, crowd. Your friends exactly. can be the most critical. They can be the most critical, but I was, so gr- I was so blessed with these people. They really believed in me, even when I would blog and be sick to my stomach. And I started having people come to me saying, can you help me with this? And then I had a friend of mine whom I had known for years in TV, and she asked me to help her negotiate a raise. And uh-huh. we negotiated a $20,000 raise for her. Um, and she was sort of shocked. And I was shocked, but I kept that under wraps. <laughs> uh, outwardly, I was like, oh, of course. What did you think? And inwardly, I was thinking, oh, my God, that worked. Yeah. And she afterwards said, well, how much do I owe you? And I suppose that was kind of the moment where it was like, Carlta, you can actually do this. I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. Somebody wants to pay. Who knew? <laughs> and I really had, I guess I did have other options. I certainly knew enough people in TV news, but for me being 35 and looking at the barrel of 40 and I had wanted to coach for so long and really thinking, I guess another big thing it was for me, was the thought of like, really at 35, am I going to be this is a tough word to use, but am I going to be a coward? Mm, I was somebody who in my 20s, you know, I lived in Russia. I got into TV news. I had done some amazing things and I just felt I deserve more. And, And I also really saw how many people were like me who needed support and empathy. Well, I love that you have the courage today to talk about those tough times because Mm. it's so relatable. I myself can relate on so many levels of those, shall we say, we have the peaks and we have the valleys. And there are those valleys times where we're not, you know, feeling the most self-confident. So thank you for that because it just makes it helps everybody understand that this is okay. These things happen Mm. and you're thriving now. So it's lovely to see you on the opposite end of the spectrum. What I'd love to hear you talk about is forensic coaching, because this is a fascinating term that is very unique and I think really helps illustrate your niche in this market. So it means the process of understanding yourself and your Mm. choices, but unpack that for me even more. I guess I'm sort of I'm kind of obsessed with, this sounds so arrogant, I'm obsessed with, or like self-obsessed, I'm obsessed with understanding 
myself. But for me, a big breakthrough, there was been like a series of breakthroughs with the business was I had to really start, as you use the term, an excellent term, unpacking why yeah. I was making these choices. Why was I having a trouble learning from my mistakes? And I like, for example, this whole my fear about starting the business. So there was eight years that I could have been starting this business. And in the back of my mind, it was a fantasy. But then I would think about it. And immediately, because I'm a playwright, and I guess melodramatic, I would be like, the cats and I are going to be homeless, living <laughs> under a bridge with trolls. Right. And right. I would like, I'd have these, you know, grandiose fantasies of my failure. And I really had to sort of say to myself, what, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're already broke. <laughs> you're already miserable. You're seeing your friends do quite well and you're broke, like B-R-O-K-E as a joke. And so I had to start really understanding myself. Why was I making these choices? And once I started doing that and I would think to myself, I would understand my choices. I'm just trying to give you an example this is kind of, I guess, going to become like a therapy session in some ways. But I was raised by parents who, working class parents who worked very hard to give me a privileged childhood. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I was raised in an atmosphere of like work is very important. Having a fun time, well, that's kind of a leisure, but work. And yeah. so for years starting this business, and even now I'm a complete workaholic, but it was it was very hard for me to turn it off. And so when I started understanding these things, I would realize in a sense, I was, this sounds kind of cheesy, but I was in a sense keeping myself broke mm. because if, if I was broke, well, then I had to work. Yeah. But if I started allowing myself to charge clients what I was worth and money was coming in, it forced me to actually say, wow, I have money. I can go out and do things. And if I had money, I can make the business move at a much quicker pace and I can help other people. And so once I started unpacking things with myself, and I guess because I do, I am, I have a lot of empathy. When I started working with clients, I would have clients come to me and say, oh, Carlta, I need time management skills. But it really wasn't time management skills they needed. It was understanding themselves. You can... I can give you a stopwatch. We can go online and find all the articles you need about time management skills. But if the reason that you have no time to achieve your goal, let's say that goal is, I did this with one client. She was obsessed with getting into Amazon and she kept sabotaging her, uh, let's say, application process. And she came to me saying, Carlta, I need help with time management. No, you need help understanding that you are indeed very talented and you could actually have that interview with Amazon, exciting and terrifying as that is. You need to understand that it is okay to be terrified of your dreams as much as you are driven. And once we started working, I would say in that, what I call forensic, I don't know, maybe armchair psychology would be a better term. She was able to really get over the hurdles and to commit to the networking. And it did take us a full year of networking as a team, but she's now at Amazon. That's exciting. I think part of coaching is helping people give themselves permission to move yes. forward. And as you said, working through Huge. the fears, because that is, that's human nature. So Huge. as a coach, I'd like to ask you, how does one start the process of reinvention? Because perfection holds oh. so many people back. And I know you experience this with your clients, as do I, and we both know mm -hmm. there is no such thing. So right. take take it away and, and think of mm -hmm. your audience as, as prospective coaching clients. Fun. 
I will just say that there's a great quote that I now quote to clients. It's by Salvador Dali. Have no fear of perfection. You'll never attain it. <laughs> I Good hate stuff. Perf- I hate perfection. It drives me insane. I think how many of us, and I will just be a little even more honest. When I was in high school, I was anorexic. Mm. I was very anorexic. I weighed about 104 pounds. Wow. And I'm 5'6". It was not it was not hot, but I was obsessed with being the perfect weight. And so now when I have people come to me and they'll say, um, Carlta, I want to start uh, X business, but things in my life aren't perfect. I'm like, oh, aren't you lucky? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Perfection to me is the ultimate it's dangerous. It, it's very dangerous. And you can waste your life chasing someone else's perfection. And for me, what you're saying about giving yourself permission, I can now help my clients understand that because I had to give myself permission. A big reason I wasted not doing my business was because I was like, well, I made mistakes. I went to law school. I have all this debt, um, all these other things. I'm not perfect. And I think a breakthrough, another breakthrough in my business came, I wrote an article for the website abovethelaw.com about, you know, as you know, all the wrong reasons I went to law school. And I had friends who were horrified that I would share that. They were like, oh my God, you're going to be laughed at. And I said, well, I guess, but it is the truth. And that article sent off a tidal wave of clients, especially women, even though it's 2015, women are still made to feel they can and should be perfect. And I always really think of coaching with clients as you're fighting for your life. Yeah. You don't have time to waste. Like being perfect is what your enemies want you to do. I think of the years I wasted being anorexic that I could have been having fun. I don't know, going out on dates, whatever. And instead everything revolved around the scale. So when you come to me and tell me, well, I want to be perfect in the same breath that you're saying, I want to change the world. I'm like, "Mm, no. So let's (laughs) take, let's take that. Exactly. Pause, right? There is no perfection. (laughs) So I think that the neighbor to perfection is that concern that, but I'm not ready. And, and I think women suffer from this quite a bit more than men. So are we ever ready? Should we wait to be ready? How do we get over that hurdle? I always say you're never going to be ready. I mean, I honestly have to say if, if you and I had had a conversation in 2008, when I was starting my business, and I told you my theories, you would have laughed because I knew less than nothing. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start a business and I won't have any more financial problems, <laughs> laughing bitterly. But I understood even then in my, shall we say, chaos, I was like, I can't wait till I'm ready. I think for me, I should go back a little bit. I'm a huge reader. And yeah. I would think about the writers who really inspired and changed my life. And this and this is actually a Hoosier who... Um, Kurt Vonnegut. Yes. And this, I'm a huge fan of Kurt Vonnegut. He was so, so human. And there was a fantastic exhibit I saw at Indiana University my last semester there, because he, of course, is a Hoosier. And it was an exhibit around his life. And one of the most amazing things was they had saved the rejection letters he received before he broke through. Mm. 800 rejection letters. Wow. Wow. That makes me feel great. I remember just looking at that and it still blows my mind. I find it very moving because how many of us after one would have been like, forget it. Mm -hmm. Two, 300, 456, 799. He kept writing. And it's like the, it also reminds me of the wonderful quote by uh, Roque. You can live your way into the answers. Mm -hmm. So perfection, waiting on perfection, you're going to waste your life. 
waiting so, for things to be ready. Yeah. You'll never be ready, but you Absolutely. can start today. So to answer, I guess, sorry about all this rambling. What I always do with clients, it's what I did with myself. I created this thing called an action diary. Mm, I like it. And it was, it's very simple. Uh, it was a, I created a Microsoft Word document and I would force myself to do, at the beginning, it was one positive action to further the business at once a day. And that positive action could be, well, I went to this free business workshop because here in New York, we're very big on free business services or what was for me hugely important. I had informational interviews with friends of mine from high school and college who were also entrepreneurs. And some of them gave me fantastic advice. Some of them, it was frankly being like, you have a business. This person can have a business and I'm sitting at home beating myself up and doing that one action a day. Eventually it led to two or three. That's great. Because at the beginning, when I was trying to start my business, I genuinely, it was like, where do I begin? And, I don't and even that, know. It, it's all about baby steps. Exactly. Uh, a mentor told me if you write a page every day in less Huge. than a year, you'll have your book. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. And exactly. I and I think the baby steps are less um, fearful, right? There's right. just a there's a, a confidence in taking that little step forward. Mm. So I appreciate the action diary. That's incredible. So Carlotta, let's talk about being selfish because right. I think uh, we need to look out for ourselves. I believe in self-preservation. Mm, it's really true. tough out there. And, and I think it's okay to be selfish on some level. And I know you agree. So give me your take. Well, I know that you, I completely agree. In fact, I'm obsessed with it. I'm somebody who I also have a lot of empathy, but mm-hmm. I think selfishness and self-preservation, you hit the nail on the head, selfishness in defense of your goals, in defense of your ambitions. Again, especially for women, women are made to feel that being selfish in any way is the cardinal sin and shame yeah. on you. Mm-hmm. I have had countless female clients who have like, I had one client who passed me her American Express card and was like, I'm just going to hire you. And I want you to text me every day to be selfish. And of course she, accountability master, yeah, be selfish and understand it's the irony, of course, is if you're selfish in defense of your goals, like I had to be selfish in defense of my business because for true story, I adore my parents at the beginning. They thought I was crazy. They were like, you're 35, just go back into TV news because they knew I could make a lot of money. Or they were like, or go work for legal aid. And the fact that I was like, no, I'm 35, I want to start a business, they were just sort of looking at me like, okay. But I had to be selfish and protect my fragile dreams. And of course, the irony is now, now I do a ton of mentoring. I do a ton of coaching for free with people who I can tell are really going through a tough time. Now I can help other people Because at the beginning, I had to be very selfish. And I think selfishness, it also goes back to uh, many women who feel like, well, I I don't really know how I'm going to, I know the first step, but I don't know where it's going to lead. It's like, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. Exactly. How, it's the, it's the how, journey, not the destination. Exactly. Always. I'm like, yeah. how could you know? And I'll have clients who will say to me, Carlton, where's this going to take me? And I'm like, I love the fact that you think I'm some kind of Delphic Oracle. <laughs> if I, I'm like, if I could predict the future, I would not be doing this business. I would have won the lottery and the cats and I would be in Tahiti. But I have, I have faith that you're going to start with one very small thing. And that's going to lead you to another small thing and another small thing. And then one day you're going to look up and go, oh, 
look where I am. Look yeah. where I am. But it's just, you have to be selfish and fight for what you believe in because we all live in a world that really profits off of making us fearful and without self-confidence. There's many people who profit off of your fear and self-loathing. And please, no, please finish that thought. I guess I was just going to say, when you say give yourself permission, I wrote this article for HuffPo a a year ago that for me, my small business saved my life. Mm. And it was profound in making me give myself the permission. So in this article I wrote, I said, you know, not not every client is going to get me. Some people might think that I'm arrogant or whatever. And it's like, well, that's okay because your permission is not necessary. I saved my own life. I made a comeback in my own life and now I have permission. And that's why now when I have clients, I mean, I I recently got a client who has a degree in marine sciences. I had to go like on Google and look that up. I was like, I don't know. I was a history major. I had no idea. And that's okay. You're smart. You can study. Yes, you can figure it out. But now I felt like I've helped people in the White House. I've helped TV anchors, poets. I feel like I can help people do anything. And, you know, there was a period in my life where I genuinely thought if I'm lucky, maybe I could get a job in a grocery store bagging groceries. And look at you now. (laughs) Look at you now. Not that there's anything wrong with bagging groceries. Not at all. But I understand your your point. You've taken control of your career destiny. So, Carlotta, as we wrap up, I I know that you believe that mistakes are worth making. It's Mm -hmm. not the end. We share the velocity of failing forward fast and often, right? So give me an example of how you've learned from those mistakes and how you empower clients to know that making a mistake is good. Oh, goodness. I I just think that if you don't make any mistakes, what's the point? I mean, a perfect example. So we have between us this wonderful Indiana University. Uh I love Indiana University. I've had clients from there. I've met so many wonderful people there. But honestly, if I had been an adult back in 2004, I would never have gone. I would have started my business. For me, law school was a very emotionally difficult time. A long-term relationship ended. I was essentially a round peg trying to put myself into, I guess, a square hole every single day. I racked up, you know, enough debt to, I racked up disgusting amounts of debt. But I am now, I'm sitting to you in my office above my desk, hands my, hangs my Indiana University mm. diploma. Yeah. I have a lot of gratitude because that mistake was so profound. And it re- when I was thinking about the business, I really felt, you know, I have to own it. I have to take responsibility. No one made me go to Indiana. I went there for all the wrong reasons. And once I owned it and took responsibility, I was able to take pride in the diploma. I was able to look back on the experience. I have many dear friends who I made there. And I was able to see that Okay, so maybe I went for the wrong reason, but it led me along a winding, crooked path to all the best things. And I think that if you're afraid to make mistakes, that's honestly the worst mistake. Because you have no idea where, quote unquote, mistakes will take you, as long as you learn from them. I think the problem isn't, we live in a society where this premium on being a success, Mm -hmm. but it's like being a magic success. Somehow I'm not going to make mistakes. Somehow everything is going to be perfect. Making mistakes is 
part of being alive. Exactly. It's how, it's how it's, we learn. It's, it's how, how we learn. learn. It's how you choose to acknowledge and to understand your mistakes. And I'm already at a point now with clients where I can tell the people who are going to be successful and those who are going to remain stuck because the people who are going to be successful will be able to say, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have taken that job. Maybe I should have done this, but okay, I'm trying. And I just, and that's what matters. Exactly. That's what matters. You know, I, I can be at a point now where I have tremendous fondness for IU and it wasn't always that way. Carlotta, what a joy to have you on the show. I want you to share your website and how we can follow you on social media. You've got so much great content. And also, I'm sure you've got some prospective clients out there who are eager to get in touch and and hire your services. So tell us, how do we find you? Oh, I'm complete. Well, first of all, the pleasure to be on your show is all mine. I've been such a huge fan and I'm so admiring of what you've done. So this, it's huge for me. Um, Well, thank you. I'm very flattered. So my website is Carlotta, C-A-R-L-O-T-A, worldwide.com. If you go on that website, you can send me an email. Um, If you're on Twitter, it's at kitten, K-I-T-T-E-N-M-A-G-I-X, kitten magic. Or um, I'm still doing this offer. If you become a fan of my business Facebook page, Carlotta Worldwide, Creativity, Yenta, Y-E-N-T-A. I always give a free consultation. Um, And this has been a wonderful experience as you've let me ramble on. Oh, it's been great. I'm just so grateful. Oh, Carlotta, thank you. And I wish you continued success. Thank you for inspiring us today, for giving us permission to make mistakes, to not be Mm. perfect, to try new things. And to know it's okay to be afraid. We can power through it. And I'm eager to hear how your journey continues. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you joined me on the show today. Oh, I'm so grateful too. Thank you so much, Caroline. You're welcome. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. True career and life satisfaction is possible, and it's time to embrace what you love doing so you can do more of it. And the show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean and Stitcher. So our audience is growing by the day. And I hope you'll leave me a comment because I appreciate what you have to share. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. Take good care.